Hello, friend. Thanks again for joining us on our podcast. Appreciate you giving us a listen. We are in First Thessalonians, starting that book today, chapter number one. And one little verse there today. I want to I want to look at it and show you. It's verse number four. And Paul writes and says, "Knowing, brethren beloved, your election of God." He's literally saying there, knowing this, brethren, that you're loved by God and God chose you. What an absolutely awesome thing to remember is that God loves us. Paul kind of starts this with a with a thunderbolt, if you will. In fact, I consider it one of the greatest truths, and that's that that God loves me. And in my background as a Christian, sometimes the emphasis was placed upon how much I love God and not how much God loves me. In fact, I thought forever that my actions determined how much God would love me. But there's not one thing that you and I can do to make God love us any more than he does right now. We believe this in theory, but I just wonder sometimes, do we really live this way? We think God loves us more when we're at our quote-unquote spiritual best. But I got some great news for us. God loves us the same when we're at our worst or when we're at our best. What a great uh, peace that should bring. God's love uh, doesn't seek value. It, it creates value. It's not because we have value that we're loved, but it's because we are loved that we have value. Most religions in the world are based upon what we do. Uh, for example, the, the stars, if you will, and those other religions are anyone who dies a martyr, who who rides a bike or spends years on a mission field. Christianity, however, is is all about what God has done for us. Our, our deepest awareness of ourself should be that I am deeply loved by Christ and I have done nothing to earn it or deserve it. And it's absolutely so overwhelming to me that I just sometimes scarcely take it in that he loves us that way. There's no greater place to deal with doubts of God's love than at the only place that settles that question, and that's at the cross. In the man Jesus, the invisible God became visible and audible. And the cross is, is proof of his love for us. Love that he demonstrated at Calvary. You remember in Romans 5, 8, it says, God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When you look at the cross, you should see what price you're worth to God. God loves you just as you are and not really as you should be. He died for you at your worst. He did not wait for you to change in order to die for you. It's staggering to think about uh, you at your your worth. The, you're worth the death of someone, let alone the of God Himself. That's what that's what puts us in a large gulf, a large difference between other religions such as Islam. Islam asks you to die for Allah, but Christianity has God dying for you. What a what a wonderful uh, little powerful verse here. It's just so simple. But Paul says, knowing, brethren beloved, your election of God. How great to just take and bask in that for just a minute. That the God of the universe loves you just as you are. Man, what a peace that should bring. What a What a joy that should bring to be loved by him. All because of his wonderful and marvelous and amazing grace that saved a wretch like me.